This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. Excited. Good show. We just got uplifted a little bit. That's you know? right. We got some principles read to us. We got some like, you know, some rah-rah, let's get a mentor, let's go change the world. It's always good. I, like I said, I, you know, I, I thanked our guest, Joseph Serfati, because mm-hmm. I needed it. Right. And, and not because there was anything wrong. It's because who doesn't ever want a little dose of that, you know? We can always use that. You know our show is like, it's kind of like therapy for us. <laughs> like we have, we have like relationship therapy, like couples therapy, <laughs> like once or twice a week. It's like friend therapy. Like honestly, that's really what it is. Yeah, it's like it's- friendship therapy with with our invited special therapist guest for the week. But yeah, and They're way so more good. fun. Way oh, more yeah. fun. Absolutely. And we're you know, we're not fighting with one another, so that's also helpful. But um we don't fight. No. I, I'm, I'm afraid of her. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid to that's, fight. That's true. That's Whatever why you, you say, Christine. I, that's why you run fast. Help me. I help me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um Joseph is super fun. Um, from he's actually joining us from Ontario. It's really cold up there right now, and um, he is someone that I cross paths with um, via Sergeant Ken Project Hope. I know if you go back to some of our previous episodes, um, help other people endure. Sergeant Ken, um, kind of a big big name in the fitness industry world. Ken um, Weikert. Yep, he's going to be coming back on the show um, in March 2021. Make sure we. Get the dates correct for those of you who binge watch or if this is in the future. Um, but he really talks about his journey of how did he go from switching business to waking up and going into the fitness world, which, you know, we all know if you want to make a million dollars, that's what you do. <laughs> um, but he really felt it was his calling and met some pretty powerful mentors along the way, which he's going to talk about yeah. um, and share his journey. And it, it was really good. And he's, you know, he's, he's got his, uh, his programs working and, uh, you know, he, he speaks a lot about, uh, resilience and developing resiliency. And, uh, that seems to be, you know, the, the pillars of his, of his platform, uh, right now. And, and he's, he's very good. He communicates with the, you know, very well with us, uh, you know, what he, what he stands for, what it's all about and, and how like the power of doing plus one, mm-hmm. one more, right? One more. Yeah. One and, more what? And he's got his mindfully resilient podcast. Um, Again, he is someone to, you know, just be on the lookout for as a fitness and resiliency mindset coach. Um, Joseph is a great guy who is making some, you know, big waves in the world and, um, you know, is following right along in the footsteps of 
of uh, Todd Durkin and Sergeant Ken as as his mentors, as he talks about, and um, definitely the importance of you know finding your finding your choir and singing all the That's same it. song. He brings it from the heart, everybody. So uh, definitely listen up and uh, pay attention, and uh, gotta love what you do. Here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at, Brian. Where it's at? Where it's at, it's very cold We're heading with our north. guest today. North of the border. We are. We love our Canadian friends. And um, we've been doing a, a pretty much a Canadian tour um, in the last couple of years. We've, we've seen many beautiful places from afar. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're worldwide. And um, North American wide, at least. Joseph. Sir Fadi, how are you today? I am fantastic, but physically cold. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I always like to say to our friends from the north, aloha. Welcome yeah. aboard. <laughs> oh, man. So oh. tell our listeners where... Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. Where are you located? Uh, so I'm located in Vaughan, Ontario. It's just a, a city just north of uh, Toronto proper in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, population, I have no idea, <laughs> but we're pretty big here. And that, that's, uh, I've been here for about eight years. I used to live in Quebec. I used to live in Montreal, by the way. So I'm a huge, for hockey fans out there, I'm a huge Habs fan. All right. And I guess hockey's in my DNA as well. It's interesting how they're breaking it up this year, keeping everybody up there. And, uh, you know, the American teams are all down here and, uh, kind of working through, uh, this, this COVID thing that's going on with the NHL right now. Yeah. yeah you know what? I, I think at the end of the day, as long as there's hockey and it's out there, if you're a fan of sports, it's a great, you know, it's great to still have it regardless of what, who you're rooting for and just to have the community. And it's, it's proof that, you know, regardless of the challenges, you know, despite all the challenges we're going through, we're still able to connect and find ways to connect as a community, as a global community. So let's, uh, let's get into this right now. Uh, we always say no one just falls on our podcast. There's, there's some sort of backstory. There's some sort of like connection. And I have to say that, um, you know, again, in the fitness world, um, and beyond, um, Joseph shows up on the Sergeant Ken's Project Hope that was being put together, you know, during the time of the pandemic to provide Hope, you know, little uh, little inspiration, help other people endure was that acronym. And you, you know, I think every person, and we had Sergeant Ken talk about Project sure. Hope on here um, during the pandemic and what that was and, and why and what that meant to people. But every person that I almost he handpicked to be on, you know, that project had a story, had something special. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there was there was just something 
about each of those people that, you know, maybe the world didn't know, yet it was really powerful. So tell our listeners now, how in the heck did you go from Montreal to Ontario to, oh, I'm being chosen to speak on Project Hope? Well, you know, I guess the more important part of my story starts, I would say, I mean, obviously when I was born, but the more how deep and uh, the, the deep start was August in 2012, August of 2012, I'd say. So my wife um, at the time went to the CanFit Pro Fitness Conference in Toronto and no, she was a fitness professional for since 2005. She was in, uh, she was a group fitness. She's a group fitness instructor and became a personal trainer. And, and so she's been in that industry for a while. And I was always on the sidelines and I was helping her out. She, and she knew I had a, a penchant, uh, uh, an interest for fitness. Anywho, at the same time, and I'm coming, I'm, I'm being more open about this, about my story, because it has relevance to what I do today. I was a type of person who reacted a lot. And what I mean by react was slamming doors, punching hole through doors, kneeing the wall a couple of times, more times than I like to admit. This is back in my teens. And I even lost my cool once. At a tournament finals, basketball, I was, I was captain of my basketball team back in high school, and we were in this tournament. And dying seconds, five seconds left in the game, I was hot at the free throw line. So I take a shot. I get slapped so hard. You were able to hear it from the other side of the court. The refs did not call it. That was an opportunity to win the game, at least sink one basket to tie it, whatever it was. But it was close. But they called the game. We lost. I ripped off my shirt, my jersey, threw it, and lost my cool. Am I proud of that moment? No. <laughs> and as a parent, I feel bad for my mom because I must have embarrassed her like crazy at that time. The concept of resilience wasn't in my vocabulary. I never really understood it. Now, when you fast forward to 2012, my wife comes back from the CanFit Pro conference. So by the way, for your listeners, CanFit Pro is, is, stands for the Canadian Fitness Professionals. Uh, it's the main certifying body for fitness professionals in Canada. And she comes back from the conference and hands me a copy of, of GX Magazine. It's a magazine for uh, an uh, Army National Guard. And in that magazine was an article written by... None other than Sergeant Ken. <laughs> He's everywhere. She tells me, and she told me um, that I should meet this. Yeah, I know. And she told me I should meet. I have to meet him because he will change my life. Little did I know that that was going to be true. And he, she, you know, by the way, she knew I was into anything military. I still am. I still am today. Like my favorite show is SEAL Team right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but so the following year, I attended the conference. And I met him. I attended his boot camp in the morning. And uh, Christine, I shared the story in Project Hope. I attended his boot camp at 7.30 in the morning. We were outdoors. You know, I wasn't as, I wasn't in as good shape as I am today. But I tell, let me tell you this, 20 minutes in, I, I was already done for. I felt, you know, I felt um, 
I've, but I, like, I felt like I couldn't push through, but at the same time, I felt something else. And I'm not talking about the lactic acid buildup <laughs> in my legs, but I felt a sense of belonging and I felt something, a spark. And then later that day, I attended his uh, resiliency workshop. It's called the road to resilience and how, how to turn, turn challenges into opportunities. I was sitting with my wife at the, with my wife and she was pregnant with our first. I was thinking about how I wanted to be a better husband father of my you know my of our first child of my, of my daughter and just a better human you know I, I actually in that moment after that talk I cried I I, I I rolled tears rolled down my cheeks and and I connected with Ken you know and it's everybody anybody who has met Sergeant Ken knows that feeling that connection you make with him the first time that rapport he creates with you that relationship so since then, uh, uh, the following year, you know, I took that spark. I became a certified fitness professional, became a personal trainer, then a healthy eating weight loss coach, and then gathered a bunch of accreditation certifications under my, under my belt, became a certified coach practitioner, aka life coach. And it just went on from there. But during that time, I built my relationship with Ken and I, he was, he became my mentor, not just in profession, but in life as well. And, 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 and I realized at one point after attending these conferences every year, I realized I wanted to be a fitness presenter because the way I felt, because the way McKen made me feel back in 2013 is the same way I want to make other people feel, uh, make other people feel. I want to, I want the, you know, I want to give them that empowerment, that inspiration, letting them know they're not alone. And they could always find that they could find opportunity within the adversities. You know, I, you know, I talked about anger. I have depression as well. There are moments where I don't feel like I belonged. And another part of the story is that when I was at that conference, that spark is when I started feeling like I belonged. That's why I'm in that fitness community. So I was working as a fitness professional part-time while working in the office space. I was a business analyst for a software company. And, you know, so I was doing that part-time, but it wasn't fulfilling. I wanted to be a leader. And with Ken's leadership, uh, mentorship, I wanted to do a lot more, but I was stifled until August, 2018. I was laid off from my job. <laughs> moved into a brand new house, this house. Moved into this brand new house. On August 1st, August 2nd, I was laid off. Oof. Yeah. Now, my story of Project Hope started with this, of this layoff. Because I think everybody in the pandemic was going through the same thing in some shape or form. Either not getting any new business or being furloughed or being completely let go. So how... What kind of message, what, 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 how can my story inspire those to have more hope, to take charge, to grab hold of the helm of their ship and navigate the seas towards a lighthouse? So I remember, and then that event, after the layoff, I remembered that, you know, I, have, I had two choices. Either continue, pursue my life as a business analyst, be miserable. You know, you know unless I worked for a, a company like... Uh, under armor some or or nike you know some company that shared a similar fitness mindset 
or pursue fitness full-time. The CanFit Pro Conference was one week away. And let me tell you this. Another fellow came into my life by the name of Todd Durkin. Mm-hmm. He inspired me so much. Um, I actually opened up to him after one of his sessions. Um, I told him what was going on that a, a week prior to this event, I was laid off and he left something that really ingrained it. He ingrained it to my soul. You now have a blank canvas. It's time to create art. And that's what I did. And I told him he hit the reset button for me and I started going, getting after it. Um, seeking the coaching, the mentorship, growing uh, as a fitness professional, as a mindset coach, as a leader. And then Ken gave me a bunch of opportunities. He knew I wanted to present. He knew I wanted to speak. So whenever, so Project Hope was actually one of the first opportunities to come up. And it was actually the first Project Hope talk was my first speaking uh, gauge, uh, conference level, I'll say conference level speaking engagement. And that was something, you know, and for someone to, to have a coach or mentor that, you know, reminds you that you are good enough, that you have what it takes, that you have potential is something that's priceless. And I believe everybody, you know, no matter who it is, someone who lifts you up and actually uh, I could share later on my five principles of resilience. And that's how I um, came up with them. I realized through lessons where you got to surround yourself with people who make your soul sing. That's what I call create your choir. <laughs> and so that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's what it is. That's how my journey just came, you know, from 2012 till now, you know, before that, you know, from Montreal to Toronto. Well, I met my wife. She went to school in Montreal. She's from Toronto. She went to school in Montreal. And then uh, I was with her. I, you know, I, I kind of joke about it. I quote unquote kidnapped her for eight years and then we got married and then I woke up one morning in Toronto. That's what happened. That's what happened. Um, but yeah, no, but it's the most important piece. And I think a highlight of my life um, in my, it's my, is my turnaround. And a lot of people have seen it. Like the person you see today before you is not the person who was uh, 10 years ago. Beautiful. Now, listen, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a lot to unpack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. First and foremost, you've got two of the greatest mentors uh, on planet Earth when it comes to, uh, you know, just firing em- you up. Empowerment <laughs> and firing up. Todd Durkin's a hometown boy. He's uh, from Brick, New Jersey, and he's out in San Diego because he's smart. Uh, and it's... the weather's really nice. And, and uh, you know, business seems to be good for him out there. But he's, he's from the town that Christine and I both live in. And Christine actually taught at the school that he graduated from in high school for a while before she did her thing getting out going full-time with fitness i myself um have was in business as well mortgage banking and all sorts of things and completely unsatisfied and you know big gaping hole in my soul uh, dragging my ass into work every day uh so i too am a different person today than i have ever been uh you know and me too me too christine as well so uh brother we get you man we understand uh we we uh we like your friends uh and and uh your friends are also friends of the podcast (laughs) yeah both of them have been on the show todd's been on on the show and um 
you know, every time uh, his uh, old high school thing uh, does, he he had a great mentor in himself, and I know he talks about Coach Warren Wolf, uh, his his high school football coach, which yeah. w- you know left the which last we know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, his children and everything is you know they're still around here and, and locally, and um, you know, just uh, just great man, and and uh, look, I think that uh, something that we always talk about and show on the show is how grateful we are for our bumps and bruises and for the adversity that we either had to overcome or was given to us that we had you know that we had to overcome in some way um so you know what uh, we're we're a resilient bunch and uh you know and and uh we, we like having a dude like you um in our corner um mm-hmm. so you know great stuff i'm happy for well, your it. gifts oh thank you you know what and i'm you know i'm happy uh i'm grateful that you know that we connected I don't think if we're, you know, if we're, if we're for Project Hope or Ken, I think all my, a lot of my connections, 90% of my connections come from Ken right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the opportunities I had to meet, meet you, Christine, as well. And like, and the other uh, members of the Project Hope leadership team has been a great opportunity because I'm, I've learned a lot from everybody, even following them on social media. And um, it's, you, you get these bits of information and it, it helps in your growth. And yeah, you know, Ryan, I agree with you. Like there's, it's, you know what? We are the sum of all experience, the good and not so good, uh, till this very breath. And, you know, if it weren't for what it was 10 years ago, you know, over the past 10 years, I wouldn't be that, this person. It's, it's, but, I, you know, I've come to learn to admire the experience, right? Admiring experience is what helps us grow. There is so much power right now in you know in finding people that can lift you up and that can connect you with the right people and what what kind of has come to fruition for me and my eyes have opened through the whole pandemic thing is that you can't do it alone i always knew that you know you needed a a tribe we always say this you need a group of people but this has really you know opened it up to a different level you can't just go out on your own in especially a pandemic and start selling a product or put together virtual workouts or you need other people. And sometimes you need to think of, you know what, this is an investment in me, in my future. And it's scary. And there's a lot of times where, you know, oh my gosh, is Am I going to, you know, you just got a brand new house. Like how I, how am I going to pay these bills or how am I going to, you know, make this happen? But you surround yourself with people who have done it, who have been kicked down and are like, well, we're going to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, people like Sergeant Ken, people like Todd Durkin, you know, people like Brian, like people Christine like Conti, myself. I was going to say, you that. know, I, I am so grateful for the terrible things that have happened to me in life. And it I don't say happened to, that have happened for me in life. And that's mm. something, you know, people will say like, oh, I didn't know that about you. Now I have so much more respect. I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> but, and it's bizarre. Like, cause I'm like, I don't really know how to take that. So like, you didn't respect me before. Right, right, or, right. you know, but it's that level of, hey, listen, you got this. Um, and I love, you know, I can't wait to hear your principles. I was recently asked about, you know, what are your like fundamentals? What are your, what's your like, you know, and I always say to people, I'm like it, my job in life is to show people things about themselves that they have not yet been able to see. 
And sometimes people are never going to see. But it's my job to try like hell to be like, oh, you're you have potential. You're so good. Stop tripping over yourself. Um, and that's what's pretty amazing that you've had those people to do that for you. And I hope our listeners realize that, you know, reach out to people, put yourself out there, go talk to Todd or Ken after a session like this is, you know. Poor Sergeant Ken. Like I, he got Christined. I would always, <laughs> I would see, I would see Sergeant Ken <laughs> presenting at SCW, and you know he'd be like eating, and I'd bust in the door and be like, "Hey!" He's like, bah! you know. Um. So I, I love, I love him, and yeah, I'm, I always apologize because I, I scare him just a little bit, but that's okay. That's fine. Um. He needs that in his life. Yeah, he needs. But no. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it does it to us in the middle of a session, right? All of a sudden, you hear the hua or whatever it is, and you're like, "Oh, ooh, you just wake up, you're just <laughs> taken aback." Uh, I love it though, but you know what? It's 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 weird because you know what? I've always been the type of person, and this is like a challenge, and it still is to this day. I'm part of a mastermind right now, a growth mastermind led by Ken, and I'm with a, a couple of other people in this, and reading some chapters from John Maxwell's book, "The Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth." But it's 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 funny, is that you know we. I've always had, um, I always tried, I always had this, let me figure it out on my, on my own mindset. All right. You know, I, it was, I think it was an ego thing. It probably is an ego thing where I didn't want to accept the fact that I was, you know, that I was incapable, right? I didn't want to be vulnerable until now I have people on my side who want to see me grow, who are ready to listen. And it's not just empty words they would message me they would call me we would have chats we have this group chat so and even last week last week in canada we had something called bell let's talk day bell is one of the big canadian telecommunications providers and about i would say 10 years ago i think a little bit more they started an initiative called bell let's talk day which is uh serves as um is in a day that raises raises awareness for mental health and I shared my story every year. Like I share my story regularly, but I share my, my story like a lot on that day. Even last week, I said, guys, you need somebody. If you need somebody to talk to, call somebody. Call. And if for those, you know, you know, who are, who are concerned about their friends, don't wait for them to call you. You call them. Say, be proactive. And it doesn't have to be, hey, how's the, what's, you know, how are you feeling today? It's like, hey, did you see, did you see WandaVision last night? you know or something like that i I know i see christine i know i know like we could talk about fan theories right now as well i don't know how if you wanted to dedicate the show to that (laughs) i'm so i'm so glad i have my 12 year old to help me through that show i you know talk about needing help in life i I, want a vision he's i need my 12 year old oh yeah but you know what i mean though you know what i mean it's like call that and so call that person so now i have this group where it's like okay do i need i have an idea i want to and this group of people is composed of people who have experience in different fields of fitness. So if I have an idea, I want to run by them. They will, they're, they're hundred percent on it. I send that text and all of a sudden they're all replying back. Okay. Yeah. This or this or something like that. They're willing to help. And so I, for your listeners, when you're feeling low on the resilience tank, where you feel like you're stuck, there's nothing wrong to talk to somebody like you call them up call them up and say hey i need i need your ear for a moment and it's one of my uh it's it's an offshoot of one of my principles where it's 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 the resilience um 
we have the really resilience defense protocol, which is call your QRF, your quick reaction force. Call those people and say, hey, I need your ear. Something's going on. Do you mind listening? Because I think a lot of us, what we do is we talk. And you know, when we have a conversation, we hear to reply rather than just listen. So if you could find that person who's willing to listen, you call that person up, you hold on to them. So uh, that's, that's my message when it comes is to connect, open up, seek help, um, you know, assistance if you need guidance. Absolutely. No, just, I mean, hearing, hearing the words come out of, out of your own mouth sometimes, you know, is just kind of what you needed. Um, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be thinking something and I'll, you know, even if it's Christine or whoever, you know, I tell you, sometimes or whoever, like, yeah, or whoever, or whoever, <laughs> no, or, no, whoever I happen to be speaking with, you know, sometimes hearing those words come out of your mouth and you realize, okay, that's not a good idea or that is a good idea or I should, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm justified in feeling this way. You know, just, just anything, talk to somebody. I agree. There's too much of that stigma out there. I did see that bell, uh, you know, the bell, uh, tags going on people's Facebook, uh, yeah. things. I, I wasn't quite sure what bell was, yeah. uh, but, uh, now I know. Thank you. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a, it's such a silly thing. When you look back at it, just that stigma of, uh, you know, and, and you're right, you know, sometimes it is ego driven. I don't want to sound stupid, but if I talk, I might, you know, or, you know, I don't want to seem, you know, weak or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's just, it's just so important. But, the, but all those, all that stuff just leaves you behind, man. Well, I just want to get ahead. I want more. I want more of good stuff. I want more. And I don't get any of that from keeping it in. No, exactly. And that's actually one of the things I'll, you mentioned something earlier about how people, in the sense, uh, don't want to do something or make a change and you just want to, you know, shake them up a little bit. In the chapter I'm reading right now, The Law of Curiosity, if you're not curious about your potential, what you can do, what is there? Right? Sometimes I see people who are just content with their lives or they don't want to do that extra rep or that extra workout or they just like, I'm content with the exercise you, get, you give me. Uh, that's it. Well, what's the point? And I just feel like you, you want to, you got to do more in order to grow and thrive. You always got to be curious of what you can do. I have this mantra. Actually, I started saying in my class right now, I call it the plus one mantra. Let's hear I it. say, I always remind them, do what you can do what you can plus one plus, you know, that extra rep, that extra one rep. That extra one set, that extra minute, that extra mile, that extra smile, or that extra expression of gratitude, whatever it is, just say, when you feel like you can't do anymore, you know you have a little something left in the reserve tank. So say plus one, you say one more. You know how, you know how it is when you work out in the morning? I don't know what time you, you work out, but you know sometimes it's, you're just so tired but you know you want to work out. You know it's good for you. But all it takes is that one rep. And that one rep becomes another rep. So at the end of the day, instead of saying I'm doing 10, I'm doing 10 reps or three sets, it's one rep on top of another rep on top of another rep. And you'll just have a series of reps. I just work so, out all day. Christine, what? You've, you've, run, huh? you've run an Ironman. You're an Ironman athlete, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, but like, it's a hundred. Let me get. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it is. It's long. But it's like that I extra got, mile when you run it, or is, 
you just don't think you go into that place. You go into an another world, right? That's what we said. It's like you're out of this, you know, out of the planet, off or the planet, whatnot, off the planet, spirit whatever. World. Spirit world is where you go. But it's, I mean, that mindset is is huge. Um, and I think what what you're getting to, which I would really sets people apart in the whole mindset game because everyone's always talking about positive mindset, growth mindset. I know that I'm being a jerk talking about this because <laughs> there's certain words and there's people out there that they say the words, but they don't understand the words. So, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to sign up for, you know, someone's random Susie Homemakers, like, you know, social media meeting where she's going to tell me about a growth mindset where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> so you sit your butt down and we're going to talk about what this really means. Okay. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about 112 miles on a bike seat. I'll tell you about growth mindset. All right. Um, <laughs> maybe a few other things. <laughs> Susie Homemaker. Uh, yeah. I'm such a jerk. But, you know, I'm trying to hit home with this that it's about, <laughs> just laugh it up. Um, it's about a, not existing but living it's not okay for me to exist and it's not okay for anyone in my world to exist you've got to live what are you going to do to live to feel alive and like you said you have that you know do it plus one right that plus one is feeling alive just doing it is going through the motions and you know even with the zoom you know we're we're kind of like many you know older I would say older populations, older demographics, even people feel like they're existing. They get up, they do the same thing. There's nothing to look forward to. No. What are we going to do? Even if it's like a zoom or, you know, inspirational words or listening to a, you know, some sort of meeting or whatnot that is going to get you to live just a little bit more. Maybe it's just that 1% more than you did. Plus one. Yeah. That plus one of life. Well, that's it. You know, what's funny, you know, speaking of the pandemic, I mean, I think it created it. This was every, I think for a lot of people, their plus one. A lot of people were just content training at a gym or going about their lives, you know, coasting. And then this fire was lit up from under our butts. And we got, we figured we're scrambling. A lot of people we're scrambling. Okay. How are we going to make money? How are we going to put food on the table? And then, you know, but I saw people who were so uh, like scared of going live on Instagram. They actually went live. They were uncomfortable at first and then they kept on going. They, uh, heck, you know what I got done? You know what I got done in the span of what the 12 months I finally developed my website I finally got my online class that I wanted to do prior to the pandemic online because I had no other choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I had speaking engagements. I didn't turn down opportunities. I wasn't scared. Like now opportunities that come to my, come to me, if they scare me, it means they're big. And I want to, you, you got to grab hold of those big things and wait to what Todd Durkin says. If they don't scare you, if, if it doesn't scare you, the dream is probably not big enough. So I, I, and, and what else? Like another thing, my wife opened up a brand new business in November, an integrative healthcare center for mainly targeted for um, uh, moms and moms to be and their families. It's great. But it was, it was a driver to, to push through. And I've discovered so many things. I made so many new connections, the two of you as well. It's so 
a lot of things have happened. I've got a plus one in a lot of aspects of my life because of what, of thanks to this challenge. Right. And I want to, and my keynote is, I, 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 my main keynote is turn a challenge into your greatest ally. It's, it's, it's amazing when you think about it. I mean, we started the show talking about how the adversity that we've had has been the gifts and all these things. And, and, yeah. and ju- I mean, boy, if this hasn't been uh, nothing but a solid dose of adversity for many, uh, you know, financially and family-wise and, you know, just even losing people uh, perhaps, oh, yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and it's just uh, – but I think that, that from all this stuff, you know, we, we there's growth. And uh, it, it, look, we, we're, it's uh, – we're, we're nothing but our we're nothing but but our worst day, you know. If we can overcome that, so um, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that that's uh, really something that's been important to us and not to lose sight of uh, because it has sucked. But you know what? There's also been pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to diminish the the the, the you know the tragedies that have occurred. Like, and I have friends who have lost loved ones uh, during the this past year. But in opportunities where we feel like we're stuck, I mean, what's in your control? You know, on Zoom is in our control. We can't see people here in Ontario right now. We're at stay at home. We're following stay at home orders. So we're we're actually uh, strongly encouraged uh, to uh, only go out for the essentials like groceries, pharmaceuticals, um, Starbucks, uh, and that's <laughs> that's and they say exercise. And for me, as an in home personal trainer, that that I had the question is, do can I still go to someone's house and uh, and serve them and lead and train them uh, because you know, it is exercise or at least treat, train them outside. But there's so much gray area, so much ambiguity. I said, I'm not going to risk it. So let's work with what's in our control. Zoom. It, it's not the greatest, but it's still something that helps. You know, we got to, uh, you know, we just got to get our minds out of it. It's not perfect, but it's still getting us somewhere. I love Zoom. It's it's like I have had the best experience with not having to and again I love traveling you know with the past in business and and English you know it was um I started traveling again what like I don't know 6 years ago when I started getting into the fitness world from the business end of it and I'm like wow you know I traveled a lot as when I was younger and then, you know, there's a, it's a point in your life where it's like you have kids and you're married and you're, you know, it's really traveling is kind of like anchor. Yeah. Anchored. Yeah. The anchor babies. My yeah. second one, as my <laughs> husband calls it. Um, but, you know, you kind of I lost it and I love the traveling, but the traveling also takes its toll. It's you're away from home. You're tired. You're there's a lot that goes into it. And I, you know, not having to commute certain places has been I mean, the hours that I feel like have been added to my day because I don't have to arrive somewhere early and drive there takes a half hour or be away at the airport and this and that um, has really been something. Um, And using and navigating, you know, I, Brian used to call me, well, you probably still do, um, the, what, the, um, social media stalker because if I wanted to talk to someone I would go after them <laughs> if I want that was just the way it was um and that's why I said like you know Sergeant Ken hopefully he'll listen to this and he knows like you know 
He's like, oh, Christine, kind of <laughs> frightening. Um, because I come with you, I come at you with high energy. I know that you're someone that fascinates me and I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what it is that you are doing that, you know, is, is providing this light for so many people. I want in. Um, and that is something that if you, you know, can kind of still make those connections and try and talk to those people, you're going to keep going forward. You know, like for me, if I don't have a happy hour to, to mingle, I'm going to create my own damn happy hour. And, uh, you know, drinks or no drinks, it's, you know, hey, hey, you want to get on a call? Okay, cool. Same conversations you'd have totally. if you were, you know, kind of meeting somewhere, somewhere and someone somewhere else. And you, like us, have something to offer. You have your podcast. So you've got to tell us right now and tell our listeners because we are huge podcasting, you know, proponents. So what made you want to start one? And then what's it called? What are you doing? Okay. So I started the Mindfully Resilient podcast in uh, December of 2019. And the reason why I call it Mindfully Resilient, well, I, I guess you can gather that resilience has a huge or learning or being an apprentice of resilience has a huge part of my life and my turnaround and my growth, but mindfulness as well. And, um, you know, after, you know, practicing meditation for a few years now and um, using the Headspace app, uh, I realized that in order to be resilient, you need to be mindful. You need to be present. You need to understand your emotions. You need to understand what's going on inside to respond to an event versus react. So I started this podcast, um, so back in 2019, it was after I applied to present at a CanFit Pro conference. So at the, for the 2020 conference, I applied and I realized, you know what, I want to get comfortable behind the mic, even though it's not in front of a crowd. Let's do a podcast because I've been following people like at the time, like uh, BJ Gadur, uh, Jeremy Scott uh, Fitness and uh, yeah, John Maxwell um, this was before I met you guys. So <laughs> fair enough, <laughs> but, we uh, got it. <laughs> you know, I, I would have added you guys to the list, but, um, I was like, let's give it a shot. And it was also an ability. So to get comfort, uh, get out of my comfort zone and to develop content that I can present later on and later little, and you know, did I, I didn't know this, but now that I have my website, that content has become blog posts has become a version of blog post, which is an amazing thing. So the purpose of my podcast, what I, what I, my main goal, my main vision for it is to ins- give that spark that I felt, that 2013 spark, to communicate that on a global scale. And I, my podcast, uh, I did the, the, the Spotify uh, uh, Unwrapped, or Wrapped, or whatever it was called, uh, for this year. And I hit 29 countries. That's awesome. You know, and if I hit one, if I reached out to one person, that's, that's fun because I'm impacting at least one person. That person will impact another person and it's a ripple effect. So, uh, I talk about fitness. I talk about mindset. Um, so what, you know, we talked about today is a, a kind of something I would talk about. I'll have interviews, guests like Ken was on the show, um, Todd Durkin, Eric, the trainer, Eric Fleischman, fantastic uh. gentleman. Um, he, I did his workouts in the beginning of the pandemic. He was offering a free online programming regular. And then he started this, this paid program. And I still, you know, I still signed up for it. The way he interacts with um, 
the people, the participants is, is it amazing. And I use that as an example in my training too, when I train other people. So I take inspiration from a lot of people. And I also I had Stephanie Weicker, Trisha Silverman uh, was on the show as well. So I, I try to grab mindset, fitness, nutrition, and bundle it all up into, um, into the show. I love Eric the Trainer. And by the way, I was talking with Eric the Trainer, and then I kind of let it drop and it was, fizzle. Yeah, you stopped Remember him? that? Yeah, okay. You get the sniper. Gun I forgot out here, about Christine. that. I know. Now you just reminded you me about Eric him. the Trainer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's not bad to look at either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Eric the Trainer. All right. Let's move on. Christine Conteed. Joseph, your, your program now. <laughs> your programs, uh, Resiliency. Talk, talk to us a little bit more about what you're doing with that. Okay. So, um, Right now, I am. Uh, when it comes to resilience, um, I usually have these keynotes once uh, once in a while. So last, I recently shared some points with um, at Canfit Pro, uh, introducing Ken at his conf- uh, for his session. Uh, so I was talking about um, creating your choir. That's one point of resilience, and I'll describe that in a moment. And I had a, a couple of webinars in that last year as well. Just sharing these five principles of resilience. And I share them with my clients as well. By the way, every personal training session is not, I have a philosophy. It's coaching beyond the reps. So I'm not just going one, two, three. Okay. I, first of all, I make sure you're mindful about your form, but also there's life coaching. There's mindset coaching involved. I'm reminding you of what you can do plus one, right? Mm-hmm. What you can't It's not just, Oh, I can't do it. Let's squash that limiting belief. Let's squash that limiting belief. Like, I know, my, I don't know about you, you guys, but my parents, when I was growing up, picking up something heavy, they, they would always yell, shout at me, watch your back. And they still do to this day when I pick up cases of water from Costco. But you know what? I know how to use my body. I know how to be mindful when I do like lift up a case of water or whatever uh, uh, heavy object. So in my talks, I talk about these five principles of resilience. And I shared these in Project Hope uh, as well. The first one, and by the way, this, this is not coming out of nowhere. This is from year, like from experience of talking uh, with uh, mentors, with coaches, reading, and also experiencing. This is out of my experience. So what worked for me? There are probably more factors. There are probably more principles. But this are, these are the top five that worked for me and have worked on my journey. First one is celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the small wins. You know, we always look for that huge jackpot win or that raise, that, that $20,000 bonus or whatever it is. You know, so we kind of have the scarcity mindset. But what if you looked at, you know, what if you looked at some life or something that happened as little as a smile and saw that as a win? What if someone smiled at you? What if that, you know, or said hi? That's a win because... It reminds you that you matter. You, you actually, you are, you matter to someone because they said hi to you. Or how about, you know, uh, you're, you're playing with your child. That moment, you're, you know, for those who have children, playing with your children for half an hour. You, you, now you don't have that up, you know, before the pandemic, you're busy, nine to five job, whatever it is. But now with your home a little bit more, you can still take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to play with your kids because these are opportunities we're not going to get back. You know, the time with our children, I mean. You know, and also here's another thing. Remember when you're, when your kids just started to learn how to walk? And we were so excited. We would shout across the room, honey, get the camera. 
Well, now it's a cell phone, right? Try to get the cell phone, try to unlock it, to open the camera. Then to see, you know, just to try to film our child, take their first step, but only to fall fall down again. But for them, that was a big win. For us, it's a, it's a win as well, but it's, it's still a small, but they got up again. We kept on celebrating that small step. So why can't we do the same? Celebrating each small step forward. The next principle is kind of ties into this one, expressing gratitude. Now, I thought it was cheesy. When people say, would you keep a journal and express gratitude? I am grateful for X, Y, and Z. I, I thought it was weird until I started trying it. The first few weeks, was it, it was awkward. Like trying anything new. Change is awkward. And I realized I was looking back on, on things. And I was like, being honest. At first, it was like the trivial things. But then I went deeper. And I was I'm grateful for the time I spent with my daughter making cookies or cupcakes or, or just playing with her or, you know, having, um, getting a nice email from somebody. And I just look back on it and you just kind of, when you're feeling down, you look back on it, you realize like, wow, it feels fantastic. So uh, even at the end of my classes, at the end of my group classes, so I teach a uh, group classes three times a week online uh, I call them tactical fit online because I am a senior tactical fitness instructor certified under Sergeant Ken. And I always remind them during a breathing session. So it's not just any ordinary cool down. I take them down. We do some breathing, some meditation. And I ask them, what is one thing you're grateful for today? What's one thing that made you smile? And what opportunity did you have to make someone else smile? Because when you make someone else's day, they'll return the favor to somebody else and it'll create a ripple effect. And it all started with you. So right now, write it down and write it down. All these things, you write it down because um, in the words, I'm going to bring back his name, Todd Durkin, writing provides clarity. Clarity precedes genius. And he's, he's right. When you write something down, you're actually making it concrete in the universe. And it's like a kind of like a unspoken accountability at the same time. You know, we think about things like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow. But when, or, you know, so, but then all of a sudden that thought disappears. But when we write it down, it becomes reality and it reminds us, let's do it. Like, this is what happened. It's truth. The next one, we, and we talked about this a lot in this past uh, conversation, in this conversation is be comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. You know, what's one thing, you know, what's one thing stopping you What's, what's stopping you from doing something because you fear judgment or you fear ridicule, you know, take that limiting belief and reframe it and what, and ask yourself what, and try to picture, what does that image look like? You know, the speaking engagements, even now I'll, I'll be honest with you, like in a way I have a certain level of, you know, being uncomfortable right now, meaning nervousness, you know, I'm like, am I saying the right thing? But you know what? I'm speaking from the heart and and I, I know I know out there, whoever's listening, I'm sure I'm reaching out to at least one person, two people, at least two right now in front of me. But, Let's hope it's but, more than I two mean, people listening. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's more, but you know what? I, I, but at the end of the day, it's it's like, this is good because it's getting me, making me comfortable to just expose my brand. And one of my growth goals for 2021 is to nurture my online branding and presence. The next one is, I love this one, because <laughs> I am a perfectionist, is release perfection and embrace 
imperfection. All right. You know, I ask people like, what's something you're doing? Be okay. And I ask, I'm actually asked somebody in the webinars, in the, the workshops I do, or with my clients, I ask them, what's one thing you did that didn't miss, meet your perceived perfection yet provided the intended results. You know, do you ever paint a wall? Then you see a little like blemish. Then you try to cover that up, but then that creates another blemish <laughs> and you keep on trying to make it perfect. Are you going to actually, in, are you actually going to finish that wall? And if you do finish it, are you going to be in the positive mindset to enjoy it? I, I, I mean, even in my classes, I, I, I'm not, my class, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not looking for perfection. You know, if I make a mistake, people know, they know I'm human. You know, as long as I keep on going and I don't stop and I don't marinate in the, the what if this, what if that? No, I delivered a great, the purpose of this workout is to deliver a workout, inspire people to be better than this morning, to be better than yesterday, to be stronger emotionally and physically. So I made a mistake. So I made them do two extra burpees. You know, you know, that meme, you know, in the fitness meme, um, uh, my personal trainer telling me one more rep is the reason why I have trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what happens, but you know, we, we are afraid to start a lot of things because we're afraid it's not going to be perfect. So even if your message, you don't feel like you, that you want to post on Instagram, you want to share with the world, you feel like it's not going to be perfect. You know what? There's going to be somebody that's going to hear it and it's going to be perfect for them. And the last one is my, and this is also another, it's a favorite one of mine because it has, it has had a huge impact in my journey. It's create your choir, create your choir, surround yourself with people who make your soul sing its song and surround yourself with those who allow you to make theirs sing as well. When you sing your song together, that's a choir. Uh, I believe that when you surround yourself with positive minded people, people who are, you know, who share values will aid in your growth. Um, in recent years, I've noticed that I don't know about you, but like, think about it. And for those of you listening, think about it. The people who you had in your life who are not in your life necessarily full time anymore. Think about the conversations. Think about how you felt. There's some people I don't necessarily see anymore because it's, it was the, just a mindset, that scarcity mindset, or it kept on putting me down. I, 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 um, there's some people who are so negative, I take a step away. And when I see them, I, I kind of like, okay, strengthen up. But I don't make the effort. I make the effort to be with people who lift me up. And you should do the same too. Find people who lift you up, who believe in you, who tell you, yes, you can. Give it a try. See what you can do. Not those who say, oh, you're okay in that job. It's secure. It's safe. No. Find those who believe that you have potential. And most importantly, among that group, among that choir, connect with a coach or a mentor. Because a coach or a mentor has been where you are. They're just farther along the journey. And able to give you the tools you need to grow when you know they're not around. And you'll be able to pass those tools on to somebody else who needs them as well. So those are my five principles. I love it. I love it too. This is great. This is a great uplifting uh, little, you know, inspirational 
you know, I guess kick in the butt, like you said before, for people to take some action. And you know what? Like you said, you left a certain, you know, a certain um, business and industry and said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go for this and I'm going to align myself with people that support me and I'm going to take the steps. And it didn't happen overnight. You know, this isn't like yesterday. Um, and so many people want that instant gratification, but it's really a lot of hard work and some soul searching. And I think you nail it when you say you got to surround yourself with people that lift you up. Oh, yeah. I, my social media is very positive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go, I, I encourage people to go look at either my Instagram or the show or anything and look for negativity. Because guess what? You've probably been deleted. And I probably <laughs> felt pretty damn Snoozed good about you. it. And and that's okay. Because that's, you know, get rid of those people. Rid yourself of those toxic things. You're not going to drink milk that's spoiled, right? You're not going to hang out with things that smell bad. Like, you're not going to hang out with your gym <laughs> socks. So, like, why are you hanging out with those people that make you feel uncomfortable and bad and put you down? That has been a that has been life changing. I think in the last five years of, you know, reconnecting with positive and, you know, people that I thought you know I loved hanging out with were just, you know, toxic and a and it's drag. right and it's it's not that I don't care about them and whatever. But I mean, I'm sure people listening to us are like, oh my god, Christina hasn't called me in like <laughs> five years. Her. You know, I listen but, to her show every week. Right. I. But again, ask yourself, and you know what, I'll do it. Ask yourself, are you that person who's always complaining? Are you that person? The black cloud. Who, or Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you know what? That's, that's what I did. I, I don't know. How many times, if you did this last year, did you, how many times did you snooze somebody on Facebook? A lot. A lot. I mean, we had the whole political thing going on over here too. So it made it easy to snooze people. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a lot of, people you know, threw some shade at me when, when I, I think that, you know, like I was stuck in traffic in New York because of like Trump rallies. And I'm like, mother of God, if there's one more, if I pass one more Trump flag on a truck, I'm going to lose my mind. I didn't say anything. Yeah. You're nay. I was just, you know, about the traffic, but it was like, you know, yeah, I got yeah. some shade from that and I'm like, delete. Oh. Delete because it wasn't a negative. It was just like, you know, stating a fact of traffic. But um, that's there's no place for that. There's not enough, you know, not enough time in the day to be throwing shade. I'm a big fan of the snooze. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, you know, just don't. Not right now. Not right now. (laughs) You want to stay connected still. You want to stay connected. But like, I'll take you in doses. And I'll I'll share something with your listeners as well. And I I may be ruffling some feathers here. Okay. All right. Just a quick disclaimer. But if you're following, for those in the fitness industry, personal trainers, especially, or fitness pros, if you're following somebody on Instagram who's showing off their abs and, um, Oh, their butt. These crazy move or crazy. Oh, gosh. Those poses in the butt poses. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and it's making you feel bad. Look, follow those who will help guide you, make you feel positive about yourself and remind you of the things you can do. Because I've seen it a lot on Instagram. There's some people like I was following for a little bit, but then it just kept on being the same thing. And I call it the uh, pornographication of fitness. <laughs> There's a fitness Instagram. It's like the fitness page. And I swear it's soft porn now. It used to be yeah. actual fit athletes. And now I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh! How do I find that? Yeah, (laughs) is that hashtag? But I'm like, this is not fitness. This is like a child wearing no clothes. Oh Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. 
I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just important. It's, it's, it's what we absorb, right? It's, it's what nourishes us. Uh, you know, it's all nourishment and, and it creates a, you know, direction of how we're going to think one way or the other. So it's gotta be good. It's gotta be healthy. Um, and if it's not, you know it, then get rid of it. Joseph, give us, before we uh, run out of time today, give us and our listeners, um, websites, information where they can contact you, podcast where they can listen, go. All right. So I'll start with the podcast. So the Mindfully Resilient Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. And now this new platform called Verbal. I, I don't know what it is. I'm still getting into it. Anyway, all major podcasting platforms, IG, Twitter, Facebook, at Coach Papa Joseph. That's Joseph with an F. Um, you could find me there as well. Website, coachjoseph.com. And... Um, that's that's it, you know. And uh, I, I, my email's on there. You can send me a quick uh, DM as well on Facebook, Instagram if you want have any questions. Uh, I'm more than happy to help out. There are people who I've met on Clubhouse. You could also find me on Clubhouse at Coach Papa Joseph as well. This new platform, and uh, you know, I just love to coach wherever, whenever I can, mentor and coach. You know, because we're all in that same journey together. We're all sailing that same ocean. That that crazy stormy ocean towards our own lighthouses so we're all in it together uh helping each other out so that's what i want to do this this has been a lot of fun and and i thank you because you know i needed this not that there was anything wrong right i just who wouldn't want this who doesn't need this right you know even when things are good we need this and uh i gotta say christine and i we welcome you to the choir my friend oh thank you very much well i i'm you know what i'm grateful to to finally well meet you brian in person Likewise. Uh, well on zoom and christine to be talking to you again yeah virtually but you know this is the beauty uh you know like to find uh, the beauty in the chaos is that we've connected a lot more than ever uh, recently and made so many new connections and i'm i'm grateful for that here here and Wait. you guys keep on going your podcast is fantastic <laughs> by the way <laughs> so uh, you you guys keep on uh inspiring and sharing words of wisdom and introducing people to a lot more awesome uh, personalities uh, that are out there in the world that need to have their voices heard and that people need to listen to their voices. In the same way, Ken came into my life when I needed to hear and learn his lessons of resiliency the most. Hey, that's that's what we started out doing, right? We said we were going to give people some voices and provide some information and and fun. and um, Come tell us what you know. Make it good. Yeah. Be the lighthouse. And stand there and shine. We don't go and uh, and chase the boats around the harbor, right? Light, lighthouse don't run around the harbor. Yeah, we just stand there and stand shine. There and shine. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joseph! It has been an absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with the two fit crazies. And uh, yeah, that is it for today. So with that said, it's Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. <laughs>